Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon bonus podcast. Every single month, we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. It's a true historical deep dive. The only place to hear these shows in full? Join the Patreon page for just $5 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. Patreon is the best way to support the show. We are confident you will enjoy the content we're offering, all the bonus content over on Patreon. So click that link in the episode description and read all about it over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Nation and enjoy this special free preview. What's going on, Top Rope Nation patrons? Another edition of Top Rope Nation Classics. This is the 35th edition of the show exclusively here on Patreon.com. I'm Ryan Drosty, joined by Kyle Ross. No Justin joint tonight. The baby taking up a little bit of time for Justin. So we gave him the night off, just Kyle and I. And we were just talking off air before I, very rudely, Kyle, I'm sorry, click the intro video before you were done talking and cut you off. But uh, hey, we're going we're gonna to talk about someone else getting cut off later in this show, by the way, in a promo segment uh, as we talk about Bad Blood 97. <laughs> but <laughs> a true highlight of this show. But I, yeah. what I was saying is I think this is the maybe the first time that a classics has just been you and I since Tuesday in Texas. That was a couple of years ago. Maybe. Yeah, we did. Um another one together just you and i backlash 2002 yeah i think we did those the same year i think those were both done in 2020 it's been a it's been a while i don't remember which one was first they're in the archives check them out especially tuesday in texas is an awesome show better than edge and finn ballard extreme rules (laughs) beat that to the ground over the last two weeks huh Uh, i will say this though right always very sad that justin's not here of course he's with us Mm -hmm. in spirit but the good news is tonight that my coveted European championship is not <laughs> on the line. <laughs> that might be one of my, I mean, it might make my, definitely as far as like backstage segments go, it's in my top 10 of all time. I it love mul- that promo so much. It might also be one of the five most asshole things anyone has ever said on a professional <laughs> wrestling screen and think about all the ground that covers. But again, how great 97 Shawn Michaels was. I mean, we'll get into <laughs> it tonight, but man. And I say that, of course, as a Bret Hart fan, but as I've said many times on this show, Shawn was my number two. I liked Shawn yeah. a lot, too, growing up. And yeah, I mean, give me 97, Shawn, and over any of that <laughs> watered-down, born-again Christian stuff post-2002. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. This is the Shawn Michaels I like. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it was a uh, it was a pretty close vote this month. You know, as always, we we take the votes from our Patreon supporters. You guys, um, before that, our ten dollar plus tier members nominate what they want to see. You know, in the poll, and so for October, we had a lot of good choices, and it really just came down to this one and the nineteen ninety one WWF Battle at Royal Albert Hall. I think this only won by one or two votes. It was mm. very very close, right down to the wire. So if you are a patron. Make sure you are voting every month, and so you have your say. And, and speaking of that, Kyle, 
I'm going to throw the shout out on our main feed show too. Uh, but just tonight, just a couple of hours before we went on the air, patron number 42 signed up. So Ben, I want wow. to give a big shout out to Ben. Patria, I don't want to say his last name wrong, but uh, you know, I'm used to it as a drosty people say my last name wrong all the time. But Ben, Ben Petrilla, I very much appreciate you joining up and supporting the show. And, and hopefully you enjoy the first edition of Classics coming your way. Check out all of them in the archives as well. Yeah, and of course we just had a new top rope nation extra too that Ben can listen to. Awesome show. So uh, Thank you. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, it's always great to hear from Liam. And you guys have such great banter between the two of you when you do the shows. And it was, yeah, it was an excellent listen. I always like those just being able to sit back as the producer and just listen and not actually have to host and hear you guys talk wrestling. Good stuff. Great benefit for the patrons, as always. Might hear from Liam again here tonight via the written word. Oh. Not the spoken word. Yes. Uh, because yes. there is a topic here that he knows quite a bit about. Yes. Um, you know, what we always do on Top Rope Nation Classics, if you've never heard one, is we talk about where we were at in our lives at the time, what was going on in the world. And I got to say, we've done several 1997 shows. And so I think Kyle <laughs> probably skipped that this time out because <laughs> nothing's really changed. I mean, Fucking Bulls about- won the NBA finals. We Bulls know it. You don't need to rub it in. Bulls won the finals. Um, the Florida Marlins won the World Series over Cleveland, right? I so I've told the story a million times about how I immediately then watched Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Uh, which I believe Broncos. we're on the anniversary of today. Oh, yes. 25 years. Exactly. Uh, the Broncos won the Super Bowl that year in early 98. I think the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup. So that was a sports world. Now, this part will be new because we always talk about the number one movie and the number one song the weekend of the pay-per-view that we are reviewing or the TV show that we're reviewing. And... October 5th of 1997, the number one song was Four Seasons of Loneliness by Boys to Men. I do not know the song, Kyle. I didn't even pull it up to listen to it. I, I don't. Not, not something that I would be interested <laughs> in, I guarantee you. <laughs> uh, although I will tell you that the next week, a very famous song took over at number one. It stood there for 14 weeks straight, and that was the Elton John candle in the wind princess diana tribute song 14 weeks straight i read that that is the best-selling billboard single of all time i did not know that until today okay and then the number one movie god i gotta tell you another one i'm not familiar with kiss the girls starring morgan freeman and ashley judd maybe i saw it maybe i didn't i don't know it opened that weekend i believe it was only number one for that week so that was uh that was what was going on in october no, early that was october. actually like the heyday when i actually did watch movies too but yeah. yeah can't really say a lot about that one and now playstation presents wwf bad blood in your house All right, so WWF In Your House, Bad Blood was the second in your house to go to three hours in length. The September 97 show, Ground Zero, the month before, was also three hours. With that increase to three hours from two, they increased the price from 1995 to 29.95. This show also, very big building. I mean, it shows you that the business is improving a little bit. I mean, even if you compare this to the month before, I, I know they booked these venues in advance, but... They must have been pretty confident to book a venue that sat 21,000 people 
because they're at what Louisville for ground zero. I think it was like 6,000 people or something. And this one is a legit sellout in St. Louis, 21,000. Um, according to Dave, that was 17,404 paid a gate of $212,550. And they did 101,155 in merchandise sales at the show. And so, you know, they weren't beating WCW yet, of course, in the ratings, but as we've talked about on the show before, like 97 was the year where things started to swing back, at least, you know, from the attendance perspective and the product started getting better and the TV started getting better. And, and you see that with a, a very big crowd for an in your house show. Yeah. I mean, so, this had to be by far the, the biggest, but this was a new building at the time, right? Yeah. It, it was the Keel center. Then uh, became the Scott trade center later. Now it's called what well, the enterprise center or something. Yeah. Enterprise center. Uh, I've been there a couple of times. Mm. I saw Springsteen there. One of the best mm-hmm. Springsteen shows I ever saw was there in 2008. So I've been in the building. And uh, I remember the first time I walked in, my first thought was, this is where Hell in a Cell was. <laughs> I just like, <laughs> looked around trying to remember, you know, how it looked on TV. And you can, you know, it's got like the blue across the top because the St. Louis Blues play there. And, you know, it's a very nice building right in downtown, really good location. And they filled it up um, pay-per-view wise. This show, I found different numbers on this. I got to say, oh. I trust WrestleNomics, but yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, this is also the first in your house, um, as they were kind of transitioning and de emphasizing the in your house uh, portion of the program without the house yes. setup because Sean and Taker had, you know, destroyed it the previous month at Ground Zero. So they, mm-hmm. I, I know all those modern fans just love those new sets. They're always asking about the sets. This had a unique <laughs> set for yes. it. With the cage. Yeah. Well, I mean, so they have this one, you know, as we said, Keel Center, a very big building. Then they do the Bell Center in Montreal for Survivor Series, a very big building. But then in your house, DX in December, Springfield, I mean, 6,300 people. So <laughs> kind of going between very big buildings and, well, and smaller buildings. Yeah. And there's something that they did to try to drum up local interest that we'll talk about that uh, Jim Cornette mm-hmm. cited as as potentially a reason that they I, I don't know how much credit you can give to a legend ceremony, but he seemed to try to. And there's some kind of funny backstories. We'll talk about that legend ceremony as well. Yeah. So according to WrestleNomics, so at the time they would give you a pay-per-view buy rate and you'd have to translate that to, you know, how many homes could access it to get a firm number. The WrestleNomics estimate on this is one hundred and eighty six thousand buys. Uh, Wikipedia says 240,000. I got to say, I trust WrestleNomics more on Mm -hmm. that, but, um, yeah. So they say, uh, 186,000 buys, which was up from ground zero, which did 136 SummerSlam did 235. Um, this is up from Canadian stampede that did 171. So 186 is actually, it's higher than in your house DX in December. It's not as high as survivor series, which did 284. That was the um, Survivor Series was their highest of the year. Survivor Series yeah. did more in WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, so like if you look at in your house number, just if I just concentrate on the non-big five show. So in your house, bad blood, 186, DX in December, 144, no way out, 98, 179. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, the business was getting hotter at that point, but that yeah. did less buys than no way out of blood. Texas. Yes. Thank you very much. And then uh, Unforgiven did 306. So then, I mean, that's when business really starts turning. And then they're doing 300,000, 600,000 buys going into the summer of 98. But, I mean, this was a very successful show when you look at the buy rate, when you look at the attendance number. 
so yeah, now the show itself, we can grade it, I guess, at the end, but boy, it's very up and down, Kyle. And uh, they start off with an opening video that is concentrate, like as the pay-per-view proper starts, totally just on Sean and Taker. And basically the idea is Sean's arrogance is out of control for two months. He's waged war on the dead man. There's that famous line from Sean during the video where he says, we came, we saw, we kicked the dead man's ass. <laughs> Great line. Uh, and then and they go right into the show. Open. <laughs> what about Val Venus? We came, we saw, we came again. Reminds me yeah. of Summer 798. <laughs> Only decent thing Val Venus ever said. <laughs> yes. So, um, including Sean Morley, the guy who's never said anything. Good. Oh God. No, very bad. Uh, so they go in the show opens, they go right over to the announced position as the nation of domination is entering for the first match. And as the nation theme is playing, they go to McMahon who mentions Pillman's death. All right, ladies and gentlemen, perhaps you, uh, heard the announcement of the free-for-all the unfortunate announcement concerning Brian Pillman who passed away this afternoon we were notified just before we went on the air we'll try not certainly to belabor that point and we have very little information to give you if we have more information through the broadcast we will give you that but I would suggest not too much of that is likely to be forthcoming so right away they do mention it during an entrance and and he'd mentioned it already in the pre-show which i yeah you you said as well yeah but so they say like you know he was found this afternoon not a lot of information forthcoming he says that they're going to know more tomorrow morning and this is not the last time uh during the pay-per-view that vince mentions the death so we go right into the first match it is the Nation of Domination, which is Rocky Maivia, The Rock, D'Lo Brown, Kama Mustafa, a.k.a. The Godfather, taking on the Legion of Doom. And this was supposed to be a six-man, I guess, but it ends up being a handicap match because... Sham- What's the deal with Shamrock here? Got hurt in Japan in a match with Vader. This is the FMW match? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because this is going to come up later in the show because I was trying to fantasy fantasy book some things and I thought he was injured. When I looked at his cage match history, he didn't miss a lot of time, but I saw the FMW match and I was like, oh, I think he got injured there. So he's not here. So it's just LOD versus the nation to start Uh, two versus three. Hawk gets on the mic. He says Shamrock spitting up blood because of Farouk. So he says he and animal will not back down from the three of you. Let's get it on. Uh, another note, as you see Rocky Maivia out there, 13 months later, he would win his first world title right here in the same building, Survivor Series 1998. Mm. Deadly game. Also at the, the Keel Center. So the match itself, I actually took a decent amount of notes on this, Kyle. Oh. Anything you want to say? Not really. We got a lot of Nation of Domination multi-person tags around this time. Yeah. Shamrock and or LOD was typically on the other side. I think there was, uh, what was it? Ahmed, Shamrock, and LOD at Survivor Series.